Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hey everyone, this is the Guitar Speak podcast. My name's Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia. We started out as an interview show, still doing lots of great interviews, but also for the last oh, almost two years, I've been hanging out with my friends Rob Rhodes. Hello. And Gabor Jessica. Hello. Hello. <laughs> For the Iconic series, we started off talking about iconic guitar albums. We've kind of spread out into a bunch of cool guitar things. Gabor, it's over to you to drive the ship tonight. What uh, what have you got for us? All right, me hearties. Uh, so I thought um, just uh, it's kind of a quick and easy sort of thing. I thought uh, iconic riffs. Let's talk yes. about some riffs that we all like, that we find iconic. Yeah. And maybe talk a little bit about the person who created the riff. Maybe if we know a little bit about maybe what gear was used, let's talk about that sort of stuff too and um, go from there. Um, and I believe Rob put together a Spotify playlist with yeah, a lot thanks, of those uh, riffy riffs, yeah? Did you? Um, I did, yes, and we can put that in the show notes. Show notes I'll need yes. to rename it from what it is now, but um, yeah, by the time this hits, it'll it can yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And I don't know. I've got a couple of honourable mentions. I don't know if you want to chuck them in as well or not. I don't know. Sure. I leave it up to you. So, so yep. uh, 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 should I go first? Why go first? Let's go first. Okay, I'm gonna going to start off with um, uh, my first one. I think to me, probably one of the kings of riffs. If you think of a band that plays very riffy music and a guy who's written tons of really, really cool riffs, you've got to go Tom Morello. You've got to go Range Against the Machine. And I could, you could pick just about any of their songs, but I picked Bulls on Parade, uh, which yeah. is off, this, off the second album, Evil Empire, from 1996. I actually, without realising it, it shows you I'm a child of the 90s, all three that I picked are from 1996. So happens to be, I didn't choose specific year. It just so happened. So I, I picked Bulls on Parade purely because it's an F sharp and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a rock key, that one. It's an F sharp. He plays it. He plays it, you know, once he plays octaves, then he plays the, the you know, the cackle, 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 rah, rah, cackle, rah, rah, <laughs> the, the wah, wah riff. But it's one Killer. chord, it's, and yeah. it's great. <laughs> right. So that's why I picked I, it. Love um, it, man. Awesome. So what, what, Bulls and Parade, Rob, thoughts? Um, well, as soon as you picked that, I just I remember buying my first Jim Dunlop 535 Crybaby, yeah. and it had in the manual <laughs> the settings 
for certain songs. And the first one that you pull up is the Bulls, Bulls setting. From, <laughs> wow. And so you just go, wow, wow, wow. And it's perfect. Um, and, and anyone who didn't do that is lying. because yeah. uh, how, how do they write down the settings? They, write some they words, put the wow, notch. Wow, wow. Yeah, they're like, this is where you set the cue and this is where you set the boost and this is where you set the notch filter on the side. But, yeah. I mean, you know what the secret is to, to the whole Tomarello thing? He runs the wire in the effects loop of the amp. That's the yeah, secret. Yeah. That's how you get that that sound. Okay. He, all his pedals, he runs into the effects loop. And there's a, a funny interview with him, actually, where he goes, well, I didn't know what I was doing, but it set effects loop in the back. And so I thought, I'll plug all the effects in the effects loop. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs all his effects. So that's how he gets that, that really aggressive wire sound because it's after yeah. the distortion in the effects loop. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, just quickly want to mention as well, so he... he he uses for that his Arm the Homeless guitar, which is a yeah. custom-made guitar that uh, was made for him at a guitar store out of parts. He wanted to get a really cool, shreddy guitar. He actually said, like Nuno's guitar, Ooh. a really shreddy guitar. And he, he had it made in some fancy um, uh, Hollywood, I think, or L.A. guitar shop, and a, like a parts guitar they put together for him. And he got it back, and he hated it. And since changed pretty much everything out of it, the only thing that's still original is the body, which is that sort of blue Super Strat style body with those, I think the sheep on it and Arm the Homeless, like stickers on okay. it. And it has um, a graphite uh, Kramer style, but ripoff, but not Kramer, but graphite Kramer style neck on it from Nadine's Music. And an EMG 85 pickup in the bridge and an EMG H pickup in the neck, which is a single call pickup in the housing of a humbucker. And it has uh, volume control for each pickup and the three-way Les Paul style switch, how it does that kill switch stuff, the, mm. you know, the solo yeah, and stuff yeah. in it. And I mean, what a cool riff, what a cool song, one one chord. I mean, then he has a cool scratching solo in it and he has, in the verse, there's that other bit in it. But I mean, the main riff, it's an F sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, killer, what about man. you? Um, oh, yeah, machine. same thing. Just brutal, brutal octaves, killer. Kind of like um, uh, Zeppelin immigrant song. I think yeah. that's F sharp as well. Yeah. Just octaves, man. Octaves rock if you if you're cool enough to pull it off. And Morello is. There's a it's great awesome. Primus version of that song actually. <laughs> and Which one? It. Immigrant or immigrant song? He slaps it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all nice. all bass slapping. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Massive. So that's it. I mean, that's. I just thought, you know, quick. Let, let's just quick, quick fire around. Look at a few. Um, yeah. Look at a few riffs that we all like. So who wants to go next? Go for it, Matt. Oh, all right. Uh, first one: Cold of Personality, Living Color. Vernon Reed's the guitarist. We've actually we've done this album as an iconic mm-hmm. album. I think it was one of the first albums we all really. Like yeah, and it's an honourable <laughs> in my honourable mentions. Cult of Personality. It's a killer. Riff. Okay, killer riff. Killer, amazing riff. A bit Zeppelin-ish. Um, there's going to be some Zeppelin references tonight. I, I believe, I feel it in my bones. Um, massive backbeat, and this big riff. And then I love how the riff kind of develops as the song continues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some rhythmic displacement kind of stuff. Huge tone. I've actually got. My first ever, you, you can see this on the podcast, my first ever guitar player magazine, guitar. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great looking white outfit and white guitar on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, 
That's Vivian Kramer. Campbell's Night Swong. Kramer, wow. No, that's, Kramer, yeah. It's that's, Kramer. If, if, if anything looks 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but this was uh, uh, this is when I read the interview with Vernon Reid before I heard any Living Color music. Okay, kind of like I read the Empire Strikes Back storybook when I was at school before I saw the movie, <sighs> which made the whole Darth Vader father thing a bit of a bummer. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler! Don't spoil it. <laughs> I know I spoiled myself. Don't give it away, Vernon, man. <laughs> Vernon Reed's rig at the time, he's playing ESP Strat Styles as he was, had the funky paint jobs, EMG pickups as, as everyone was doing. Um, multi-amp, so he's running a Dean Markley combo into a 412, Dean Fender Markley. Dual Showman. Yeah. Um, and most of his effects were um, from a, a Roland GP8 at the time and a Digitech DSP-128. Um, nothing too crazy. At Matt, the time, that, but of course. That riff is a punch in the face. Like, it yes. really is. It's just like, it's so aggressive that yeah. it uh, partners the message in the song perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. Um, and a funny story that today I finished finally rewatching The Walking Dead from the start. Okay. And in the series finale, they use Cult of Personality when, they, when they're blowing everything up. Really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So it was like... It fell today, last episode, right before we're recording this, and then I'm listening oh, to the song and I'm watching hilarious. the episode and going, oh, that tied in nicely, didn't it? That's so good. That's so good. Last thing I'll say about this riff, the Letterman band used to use it as a playoff into the ad breaks. Yeah. yeah I remember that. I remember yeah. that, yeah. That was a good, that's a good it. band, the Letterman band. That was a very oh, good band. Unbelievably good. Anton Fig, to- Will Ray, great band. Will Lee. I just listened to a Will podcast Lee, that's right. with... Not right. Um, um, Paul Schaefer interviewed by Joe Bonamassa. It's a couple of years old, but it was such a cool conversation. Anyway, uh, first uh, riff, Cold of Personality. All my riffs, Gabor, are from the eighties or seventies. So I think we've we we'll see what Rob's got in terms of. To, just one of his to me, to me, uh, we're uh, aging ourselves. He'll, he'll always be Artie Fufkin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kick me. <laughs> oh, classic. Oh, go watch Spinal Tap, people, if you haven't yet. <laughs> Good old All right, so um, I sort of I put a a proviso. Let's say that's the word for tonight. Proviso on the riffs that I chose that they somehow sh- like shook my world when I heard them yeah. for the first okay. time. Yeah, well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so and I still love them to this day. Whenever I hear them, it makes me want to play guitar. So um, the sheen never wore off any of these riffs for me. That's cool. Um, So the first one is Led Zeppelin, which, Matt, you mentioned we're going to probably broach at some point. So I'm going to bring that up first. Living, Loving, Made off Led Zeppelin 2. Yeah. Um, It's one of – it's not the first riff I remember, but it's probably close to the second um, that I ever remember hearing um, that just pricked my ears up and went, what is that? I need to be doing that. Um, it's got like, it's just underpinned by a killer groove and you just want to play. And it's, an, I think it's one of my, uh, something that brings all of the riffs that I'm going to pick is that there's like a pedal tone or open string Okay. kind of thing yep. happening with all of those. I seem to gravitate towards those type of um, riffs. So Yeah, wow. Yeah, and by Led Zeppelin 2, I think Paige 
you know, had he'd had his Les Paul, he'd gotten that, and um, playing Marshalls and Supros, getting those tones. But um, yeah, I, I didn't dive too much into the gear that was used. I just oh, yeah, I wanted yeah. to kind of just the feeling that the song gave me, and I sat last night and learnt them all, or re, you know, replayed them. I haven't played them in a long time, and it's just as much fun to play as to listen to that riff. Yeah, nice. Do you I mean, do that he's... in the seventy show? No, no. Okay. We only do rock and roll every now and again because we've sort of gone from a classic rock show to a kind of party dance band. We've gone okay. from to eighty five percent women on the dance floor. So it's kind of like yeah, be, we hand it to them. Rod Stewart. Be hard to sing. <laughs> be hard to sing a lot of um, oh, all yeah, the fun stuff too. I mean, that's not oh, not, yeah. easy, not an easy range to to hit. <laughs> No, we do yeah. LA Woman into rock and roll as like a um that's cool eight minute eight minute medley. Oh, okay. two nice. songs <laughs> when the rockers are in the house. Very good. But yeah, Live and Love and Made Led Zeppelin too. That was my first one. But I was going to say Jimmy Page. I mean, he's one of the sort of one of the first guys who had really catchy, hooky, repetitive riffs that just kept repeating, and that was the song. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there were too many other bands before that that really did that on guitar. Um, no, and I think that's why he's quoted by so many people as being like the king, yeah, the riff that's influenced everybody. Yeah, yeah, because you know? it, it, there's, I mean, Led Zeppelin, there's so many that that are, and and the interesting thing is also how different the guitar sounds in every single riff. He really yeah. crafted yeah. a sound, a special sound for every song and for every riff. And yeah, and even in the parts of the song, like he's got yeah. the real wah. There's a huge top end wire attack which sounds to me like it's still the telly doing um those pre-chorus parts he used to tell a lot in recordings i think even later on i think the telly was a, a, a for quite a long time in 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 recording sessions live yeah. it was always the less poor but yeah yeah mm. cool um, deep, it's a deep cut you got to go digging for that one yeah all right well i guess back to me um uh, okay, so the, the second one I picked is maybe a little bit of an odd one, but I thought an acoustic guitar riff because that's not something that you hear that often. And this is a really quirky one too. So this is uh, So Much To Say by Dave Matthews Band. Um, yeah. Super quirky riff, super syncopated guitar playing over the – I mean, the, the, we've talked about Dave Matthews Band uh, in an episode before – Killer band, killer drummer, Carter Beaufort. Yeah. I mean, mm. one of one of the best sort of groove drummers, I think, of all time. But what a quirky riff! Did, did, did you guys know this song beforehand, or is this a song? Is it kind of new to you? Or no, I heard it a few times in the past, but it's not something that gets a regular spin. What about you, Matt? I um, I had the album. This was on. I crash. Um, yeah, Crash. Love yeah. that album. It's the only DMB album I own, but I love the record. Um, it's great. So yeah. I knew it, so I knew it uh, fairly well. Yeah, I love it when the band kicks in. It, it just pushes it off to some other places as well, which is really fun. It's one of those things where when he when he starts playing, it's such a quirky rhythm he plays. Yeah, that mm. it takes the drummer to come in to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, where bit. does it sit? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one but of those. But somehow funny... he makes it harder. While he's singing, yeah, like it's like oh, here's the riff, but do do do, and then when he sings, it's doing octave little things, and yeah, and like, this kind of police what? style chords, the the add nine chords, like in a lot of police songs that he adds into it, and 
it's so busy what he plays while yeah. he sings and a very syncopated rhythms he's playing. I mean, the playing is syncopated, but then he sings syncopated to the playing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, just gear wise, no idea what he used in a recording, but he played Taylor's back in those days pretty much exclusively. Okay. And he, uh, he liked the really high end, very expensive Taylor's, the 914 CEs. And I think he had a signature model for a little while, but Taylor's, well, which is the high end, um, top of the line very 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 expensive Taylor guitars so I'm guessing that's probably what he played with Dave Matthews band people out there if you want to check him out check out the live stuff a lot of times I think you can really you can really get the band a lot more than I mean the recordings are great the album versions are great but uh, something like that for example a Central Park concert the whole actually the whole Central Park concert is excellent uh, if you check that out and, and songs like that, you can really see the band jamming on it and, and how it sort of all goes. But yeah, I, I just thought it's a, a really weird, quirky, interesting acoustic guitar riff mm. just for something completely different. Yeah, nice. All right, next. Next. Okay. Sorry, back to regular programming. Cashmere, <laughs> Led Zepp, Page again, Back to the Rock. Uh, this was from, I believe, the sixth. Zeppelin album, Physical Graffiti, which came out in 75. Um, man, just again, Page, King of the Rock Riff, the, those ascending fifths, um, climbing up, sounds amazing. Uh, I read that he, he probably used his 59 Les Paul for this, but I don't know, you can read everywhere people say, yeah, he used his 59 Les Paul. It could have been could have been the telly, like you're saying. I could think have been it was Dano. the Dan Electro. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah that's it was what the Dan Electro used for that. Um, yeah, it's not a massive tone, no. even on um, even on like live it love it. It's not they're not massive distorted tones, but they're just played with a lot of oomph and conviction, and sounds massive. And um, guilty pleasure. I actually liked the. Uh, the remake of this "Come with Me" by Puff Daddy, featuring Jimmy Page, from from one of those horrible Godzilla movies oh, in yeah. the nineties. I thought rapping over that riff sounded really cool until I listened to it again today, many years later, and I I didn't quite feel the same way. I just thought there was an interview with Puff Daddy. Uh, I remember when it, when it came out, um, there was yeah. an interview with Puff Daddy, and he, I think, and and I could be wrong because this was a while ago, but I think he said. Oh, yo, I heard this riff. I had no idea who it was. I said, whoever it is, I want that person. I want that on my, you know, and it's like, so you don't know who that was? And apparently it was one of the first times that was recorded over the internet. That was a very early over the internet recording. Oh, okay. where he actually wow. re-recorded parts of it. It wasn't a sample. He re-recorded. Um, so Jimmy Page via, I guess, was sitting in his castle. That has great Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great Wi-Fi at Headley Grange. <laughs> and uh, it was done over the internet, um, the plane. Yeah, so okay. I think it was very early days. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, Kashmir, what a riff. It's just one of those ultimate riffs, isn't it? Mm. Kind of another, like, pedal tone, drone thing. Yeah, very the drone, ascending, yeah. You know, it's great. Um, just so effective at the drama, like creating drama. With it's such a dramatic, simple little totally. um, sort of, ascension, you know, and a flangey, phasey sound on the drums. It's just, I just, it's so cool. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Yeah. And it's simple, and like super it, simple. Yeah, you just go. Oh, 
Like the simple things are often the best and the hardest to create. And, and it goes on for like so eight minutes. And after eight minutes, you still like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It still sounds big. It still <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. So there you go. Number two, Kashmir Zeppelin. That's really right. cool. Well, my number two is this is actually the first guitar song I recall hearing as a kid. My dad had it on a 45 and used to just get spun all the time and me playing air guitar all around the house to it. <laughs> Tennis um, racket. <laughs> so first memory of just absolute guitar riffage. Uh, and it's always a song I reference as kind of my gateway tune to becoming a guitar player. Um, and uh, though it may have taken a decade sort of, I guess, after the first time I heard it and a, and a failed attempt at becoming a saxophonist, um, I, I certainly felt like that's what I was going to do with my life when I heard that song. Um, and as a song, it just has everything. Like it has like a pocket groove that you, you can just develop your rhythm chops for days too. Um, and again, the riff is kind of super simple, but it's dark and heavy. And when you're trying to first coordinate yourself as a singer, guitar player, that's one of those songs that goes, oh, I can sing and play at the same time because the phrase runs concurrently. So you can really get your single note stuff and your vocals together. So yeah, yes, it's um, it's a very valuable question, song for that. Yeah, what what's the name of the song? Black Knight, Deep Purple. Ah, okay. Sorry, did, did you I say that? I probably should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was this big build up. Big He's building build the drama. Up. He's yeah. building the drama. So yeah, oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Unbelievable. So good. And uh, Richie Blackmore, like it's got everything for a guitar player for rhythm chops, single note chops, yeah. chord. Yeah. And then solos and whammy bars and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, to me, oh. to me, to me, it's always the song. <laughs> You're both laughing straight away because you know I'm going to say something. <laughs> not so good about it. No, but not that. <laughs> but uh, to me, it's always... I used to, when I first started playing guitar and we first started um, playing in a band, the drummer in the band, band his dad, um, put on a jam night you know what just there was a pa and backline and you just rock up and jam and it was the song that every time anyone got up it was always black knight yeah <laughs> oh, like, probably oh, the same what are we going to play guys oh let's play black yeah. knight oh okay <laughs> and uh, we went there we went there um it was long long time that was sort of where i started performing and um, you know we just got up and played a few songs and 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 it was just yeah i think i heard it was 3 4 times a night every single time i was there <laughs> and it's probably at least 8 to 10 minutes long with everyone taking a solo yeah, yeah everyone That's you right. know yeah, with yeah. two two That's three right. guitar solos sometimes yeah. and you know yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> singer it just, just standing there going well, when's it my yeah. turn <laughs> <laughs> there are lyrics in this song you know <laughs> black night black night don't need Black Knight. Can't you just say Black Knight every once in a while and just solo. Black. That's all you need to do. And then every five minutes you go and do the da no 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 and that's yeah done. <laughs> My favorite is playing the rhythm underneath the keyboard solo. Like it's just oh, I love just the right hand getting it in there. Uh huh. Killer. Love it. But the riff itself kind of sits under the fingers quite nicely too. Yeah. 
Again, so not kind of simple but massive. Mm. Um, and obviously, yeah, Blackmore, another super cool riff guy. There's, mm. there's yeah, a bunch of pentatonic. Bunch of there's no chromatic stuff in there. Like it's you know it's 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 bread and butter stuff. And the drums, you know, the oh. drums Ian filling. Pace, that's classic. Yeah. Classic. Everyone's going to love that. Big tone too. Again, Strat through a massive Marshall. Yeah, love Good Blackmore. Recipe. I know we've done a bit of on Blackmore before. We've, we have uh, as well. Done yeah. a Deep Purple album. And... This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, a comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. All right, my, my third one, um, again, from the year 1996, because for some reason I liked that year. It was a great year. Uh, it was a cool year. Um, so uh, to me, this is just one of those kind of Ever so slightly underrated bands. Uh, I really like the band. There's a lot of humor in that band too, which I like. I always like a little bit of humor in in, in music. Um, uh, it's the distance by Cake. <laughs> nice. I really like Cake. I got to say. Um, so this is off their, I think, second album, Fashion Nugget from 1996, which had the distance on it, and which had, I think, one of the greatest covers ever in the history of covers. Which is wow. I will survive. Survive by them. They did their their version of oh, I will yeah. survive. It is a good which version. I think is such a good version of that song. Great guitar solo in that song as well. Um, really, really good guitar solo. And it, actually, this I mean, this is not the song I'm talking about, but just going with to I will survive. If you listen to it, um, some of the chords, depending on when they're playing it, are sometimes major, sometimes minor. It's interesting. Just if you really? if you actually listen to it. Um, in the chord progression, that some some chords sometimes become major, sometimes become minor, depending on what the guitarist wants to play at that particular time. But it's so cool and great rhythm section. But we're talking <laughs> about the distance. Sure, such a cool riff. Um, um, you know, uh, uh, to me, one of those sort of very iconic '90s riffs. Yeah, played yeah. by uh, guitarist and writer of the song, uh, Greg Brown, who was the original guitarist for Cake, who left not long after that. Um, played with a 1965 Guild Starfire 3, uh, a Rat pedal, and a Silvertone amp. Um, and he gets a killer low-end note in it. Quirky little, a few little chromatic notes in there as well every once in a while. Yeah, nice. um, Yeah, uh, tr- trumpet... Trumpet. I mean, yeah. it's a trumpet. How, how much cooler could that possibly be? All right. They've done some good things for trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, cake. Do you like cake? cake? Yeah. What kind of I cake do, like do cake. you enjoy? I like all the cake. Um, <laughs> I really only know the hits. I got to be honest. There's a okay. the distance, uh, short, a skirt. short skirt, long jacket. Yeah. Um, I, fun fact about um, I Will Survive. I was in one of those top 40 bands in the RSLs and things, and people loved I Will Survive. They still um, do. I still play it. Acoustically, even I play it. I do the cake version. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, when we started doing the cake version, people did not love it. <laughs> oh, really? Not, enjoy it not in Clubland. No way. Not in Clubland. No. No, no. It wasn't quite in the cool enough version. But we did it. We, we enjoyed it. But yeah. Yeah. Great with the distance there. Um, I, love, I love heaps about cake. The vocal delivery. I don't know how I'd go with like uh, three hours of it on, on repeat, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I just hear enough of it to think that that dude is super cool. He also does. I don't know if you've you've heard the podcast um, stuff you should know. Yeah. Um, no. The dude is a big fan of that show, so he sings a little, a little. Uh, oh, cool. A stinger for them, which is fun. But yeah, I love I love the synth in it. I love everything. It's just such a cool and yeah, his voice too, and 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 yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I just think it's excellent. It's, what about you, um, Rob? Yeah, I think it's great. It's aged. Wonderfully, like it could come out yeah. tomorrow, yeah, and it'll yeah, probably totally. be a hit, you know, because it's not too far away from Jack Whiteish, um, you know, Black Keys, those types of um, acts, the Gravel Tones, uh, those sorts of edgy guitar-based raw bands. Um, yeah. I don't think I appreciated it at the time. Probably ruined by Triple M Radio Sydney. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've mentioned them a lot, Rob. <laughs> Apologise if they're sponsors. Um, <laughs> Friends of the show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, given time away from it, I totally dig it now. And I love the interaction between the guitar and the bass and then the trumpet yeah. drops in. And it's then a that great band. Great synth, band. Whatever that – what's a keyboard that's come doing the whistle – yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. killer. Yeah. That's, I think the, the trumpet player plays keys and plot and trumpet. Um, but yeah, great band, good drummer, good bass player, mm. and the guitar. I always love the guitar. And if you listen to that whole album, there's some really cool guitar on it. it it's and it's funny also the singer plays this uh, crappy nylon string acoustic guitar with mm. this sort of stick on pickup, and it goes into an amp. It's the most horrible sound. <laughs> Uh, if you ever and it's he plays any live stuff I've ever seen on YouTube, it's always that crappy beaten up old little acoustic nylon string yeah, acoustic, wow. but it just fits so well into the songs. You might have it's been a same, Willie Nelson fan, you know, a little bit Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. The start of of um of I will survive. That's the that acoustic guitar. That's him. Oh really? And, that's and cool. He plays it. He just plays power chords. So then neither major nor minor, and then the guitar player. Some bits are major, some bits are minor. It's interesting if you listen to if you really listen to it. It's really cool wow. how it switches between major notice. and minor in that song. Anyway, but that's a different song. But um, yeah, I love it. Cake the distance. So that's that was my third one. Go and check it out. Check out the whole album, Fashion Nugget. It's a really good album. Frank Sinatra. It's a song on there as well. That's a really good song. Oh, I have heard that song. Yeah, yeah. It's I, a I good album. Four, I know four cake songs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, Matt, number three. Uh, number three for me, this is a uh, little, little bit of a left turn. Yeah. Um, Black Cat, Janet Jackson. Nuno. From, well, there is a Nuno Not really connection. a left turn. <laughs> Actually, you're right. There's, there's even less of a left turn coming too. Uh, but it was off the album Rhythm Nation, came out in 89. Man, I love that album. I really love that album. It's a and great album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Killer record. This, I mean, this song is the black cat of the album because it's like nothing else on the record. I mean, I guess some of the produced drums are the tones and stuff, but Janet Jackson's rocking man. She mm. she throws down. So, um, killer I, riff. 
Killer <laughs> the it. thing I wrote down, I watched a film clip. I wrote down when tough guys had flat tops. <laughs> you know, the flat tops. Oh, that was <laughs> the Wesley Snipes, mate. Every day. Because all oh, yeah. the guys yeah. in the band, they're all, you know, with the black. Oh, are they? They look That's really great. tough when they all had the flat tops. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't even remember the video. That's great. It's very Michael. I mean, she, it's, it's his sister, but it's yeah, so it, Michael it's Jackson. Her, the way she even it. interacts with the guitar player, the, lead, the shreddy lead guitar player. Player, dude, right? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 her beetle. I was I was thinking about throwing beetle in because I think that's amazing. Uh, oh, of course, well, yeah. But, yeah. Um, Honorable yeah. mention. So, so the the um the guitarist is a guy called Dave David Barry who did most of the guitars and the solos on the on the album version, um, and he ended up becoming Janet Jackson's MD on the road, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Nuno added some parts for the video version. So there's that story. Oh. And then there's also, I don't know if you guys have heard this, there's a version with Vernon Reed soloing on it. Oh, wow. Well, okay. I didn't know it that. No. Is, it's, it's, on, uh, it's on Spotify. There's a, I found a playlist or something called Black Cat, the remixes. So it gets to that solo and you just hear Vernon and it's 100% Vernon. Just, <laughs> as many notes just, as humanly possible, yeah. <laughs> just a hailstorm of Vernon over this track. Zeros and ones. Yeah. It's so it's, it's it's all the binary stuff. It's amazing, and um, that version's got live drums, so it's um, okay. it's even it's even heavier, cool. which is cool. So I'll check that out. It's it's yeah, great, but yeah, man, great great riff, great riff from uh, late nineties, well, late eighties rather. Yeah, it's um, uh, there's a fun little side note to that album. Rhythm Nation has been linked to the uh, destruction of laptops. Um, oh yes, I so, heard about that. Yeah, yes. it hit, it hits, <laughs> in the song, it hits a resonant frequency and just shakes the hard drive to pieces in laptops. No way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. and I love that song. I think the production on Rhythm Nation is fantastic. That's yes. right. Um, I remember that. But now. yeah, that's... I was watching that video where it's just, oh yeah, this is why it does it because the guy they were like myth busting it or whatever. Um, okay, but they couldn't use that trademark, obviously. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just shake the hard drive to pieces, just like that's hilarious. Resonant frequency, it's so good. It's wow. the sub. It's got to do with the sub bass or something that's going on in that song. And it's some particular brand of laptops or something like that, yeah. and some particular hard drive, and it, it just reacts. I remember watching that video too. Yeah, true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So cool. And uh, more cowbell, mate. That song, honestly, more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's probably spawned that on Vogue song, Free Your Mind, as well. Okay. It probably yeah, would have been an influence and like, oh, yeah, we can do yeah. that. Let's, Let's use uh, heavy yeah. guitar. Oh, I wonder yeah. if they've got flat tops. I've got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. That's me. All right. Cool. So I'm going to lead with the song title of this one. I'm not okay. going to leave you hanging. Um, and all good. All good. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get to three or four. Who knows? Um, all right. I'll have to choose. I'm going to – this is out of Bon Jovi's Raise Your Hands um, or the one I'm going to go with just because it's so funky uh, is Always on the Run. Yeah. Uh, Lenny Kravitz and Slash. It has to be one of the funkiest riffs ever oh, man. in mainstream yes. like pop rock. Well, it's two uh, guitars, too, and it's two that's, riffs. That's yeah, right. Two completely yeah. separate riffs. Um, it's a must-do if you're in a two-guitar band. Yeah. 
Both riffs are fun to play and you can just swap and change any night. How about you play that mm. one tonight? Um, and, yeah, they're just great in there. Lenny and Slash, it's just got undeniable swagger to it. Yeah. It's yeah. so funky. Uh, again, just a pocket groove that develops and all things you need as a you know all-round guitar player can be found in that song. You know, it's fat, it's percussive, pedal tones. Mm. Like, it's just got everything. Cool guitar. The solo's cool. Sound, the solos, key horns. Change for, yeah. Key change for the solo. Lenny going, yeah! Like, you know, it's just <laughs> got it all. That was, that was great, Rob. And the, the horn's coming in, the horn's coming in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's yeah. cool. I, actually, I, I just want to give honourable mention while we're talking Lenny Kravitz. Um, I always loved playing Rock and Roll is Dead. That's yeah, another that's really a, cool riff. Uh, we played that in in one of the bands I used to play in back in the days, and it's a, I always okay. loved that riff, killer riff. That was one of my honourable mentions. Oh, we could do a whole episode on Lenny riffs because stop dragging around like that is yeah. just. Oh, a, that was yeah, that's such great. a great riff too. There's lots of good Lenny Kravitz stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there with with always on the run. That's 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 awesome, absolutely awesome, and and great slash guitar solo. Um, Slash. Slash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I'm I'm yeah, I'm 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 a big Lenny Kravitz fan, so it's yeah, yeah. I'm all for he it. He could read the phone book, it'll be super cool. It'll be yeah. like just the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah, those two guitars, that's so fun. Yeah. The the pen. It's kinda of like the stones, um, but not. It's like <laughs> like much more cool. funky. <laughs> yeah, it's like if the stones had sly stone in it. Ah that's yeah. right. I always think the Stones, I think the joke is that, um, you know, it sounds like the two guitar players are not actually listening to each other at all. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke. They're too drunk. I mean, not to bag the Stones, <laughs> I mean, props and that kind of thing they've got going on is amazing. Um, th- this feels like they're in the same room and they're mm. they're just finding the, the pocket. It's, mm. it's incredible. I almost picked um, Are You Going to Go My Way. That's another great one, yeah. That's that's a fun riff. I've played both those songs, um, Always on the Run and Are You Gonna Go um in one guitar bands. And it it it's still cool, still fun to play them, but you really miss um the the second guitar. Yeah. We often had the keyboard player on the, like a clavy sort of sound do the other bit. The, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've done it in a trio where when I'm not singing you play the main slash riff, and then when you are yeah. singing, you play more the staccato Lenny riff. Dun, dun, okay. Dun, and then dun, you can, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. And that's probably what Lenny does to sing the parts. Mm. Maybe that's yeah, how it works. Yeah, uh, because uh, what's the guy who usually plays guitar for him? Yeah, his name's on there. Oh, the Ross. Dude. Someone Ross? Something Ross, yeah, yeah. with the, the Afro yep. guy. Um, Got the Afro. Oh. People are yelling and screaming good, at us. He's a home. great player too, that dude, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Finally, there was a way we could look it up. He plays the... Yeah. If we could oh. just like type in the name of the song. Chat GPT, please invent guitar solos <laughs> for Lenny Kravitz. I'll put, put, put an ad up in the local We should be paper. doing this show on Chat GPT. It <laughs> will save so much time. Craig Ross. Craig Ross. Craig Ross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Thank he you, usually Google. plays the, the slash bit. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's super cool, man. He's a great player too, actually. Yeah. Hey, just this whole idea—it just—it just makes me think riffs are the coolest 
Any song with a riff is the coolest. Yeah, like a cool repetitive riff. That's to me, and, and uh, I think that's sort of why why I wanted to do this episode because I just thought there's so many songs with so many good riffs. Uh-huh. Where it's just and it's just this. It's this usually quite simple repetitive thing that sort of draws you in, and and you know, I just I, I I'm a very riff based. I, lo- I love a lot of riff based music. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's could it. be that could be a bit of a segue into. The next part of this episode, ah. then, because you've all tr- championed, you know, a great riff. Just can, yeah. So what we but, thought, but what can we it? Thought, can what it? We, what we thought was, um, or you know, is there possibly a song that has a great riff, but then is let down by the rest of the song? <laughs> uh, so good riff, bad song. Uh, and and yeah. should I start it off? I'll start <laughs> yeah, it off. Go I'll start it off. Yeah, man. So I mine is uh, um, so this also a little backstory. So um, I'm a big Mr. Bungle fan. Always been a big Mr. Bungle fan. Love Mr. Bungle. That sort of you know quirky kind of very awesome. Lots of kind of riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a friend of mine says, "Oh, you should got to check out this song. It sounds it's really sort of Mr. Bungle." The you know. And I put I put it on, and I mean this is also in the olden days, so it took a little longer to find a copy of it. But I played it, put it on, went, oh, this sounds really cool. And then the singing came in, and I went, no. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is, I see, I, I'm kind of dragging dragging it all out as well. The song is "96 Quite Bitter Beings" by CKY. Okay. Uh, it's off their fir- uh, off the first album called Volume One from the year 1999, so not 1996. And it was written by guitarist and singer Darren Miller, who plays, who had a, uh, had a custom made Parker guitar, yeah, uh, into a JCM 2000. And from what I could find out, it was an OC2 octava he used because there's an octava there and, uh, that like you can it. really hear. Love it, yeah. and a killer riff. It's such yeah. a cool riff. Mm. But then it just, as soon as the riff is over, it's just, uh, nah. What were you guys thinking of that? Have you heard I'd it before heard or it was this the first nah, time you heard it? I had never heard of this thing before. Definitely never heard it. <laughs> and I will not be hearing it again. Uh, <laughs> Unless you tune into the Spotify playlist that I've curated <laughs> for tonight's Absolutely. episode. Highly recommended. <laughs> Check it out, people. Yes. Uh, um, it's an awesome experience. Yeah, I... Uh, Gabor, it was such a good example of, of your idea because yeah. um, you raised the idea. Yeah. Good riff, bad good riff, song. Bad song. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. 100%. Right on the brief, that one. It's a cool riff, isn't it? And it's quite it cool tricky riff. to play too. It's not an easy to play riff. Because um, it was funny then, uh, uh, I think it was, um, it was uh, a friend of mine who was a fellow guitar teacher um, at the Music at Noosa, the local music shop where, we, where I teach guitar. And then, one of my students heard it, and then a bunch of my students wanted to learn that riff. And mm. I think all of them went, oh, and let's do, what's the rest of the song? And I think all ah. of the students kind of went, oh, let's <laughs> <explore that." laughs> I know, I was like, I've, I reckon I've played every time I've, well, I like to do this thing when I'm just mac, mac, messing around in the studio here at home and turn on every octave pedal at the same time. And I reckon <laughs> accidentally you've probably played that riff a few times and love it. <laughs> Like it's just, I love all octaves on like OC two into a yeah. full tone Octavia and a and a whammy pedal and just try and shake the foundation of the place. But yeah, it was a great riff. And then the singer, yeah, yeah, mm, have a listen no. to 
people. Have yeah, a listen nah. to it and let us know what you think. <laughs> Rob, what actually happens when you have that many octaves going? Like, does it, does it just keep going lower? But then you got maybe some. Oh man, it's like- it's actually it's it's wonderful. Okay, it's, it's a- like <laughs> it's like the best experience of your life, but amplified many octaves over. <laughs> well, there's, there's a video on YouTube. I don't remember who did it, but they had I don't know ten whammy pedals. Yeah, and they 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 were trying to see if they would cancel each other out, so they would go down an octave with one, then the next one up an octave. Oh, that's then great. down two octaves, then up two octaves <laughs> to see if it would cancel. <laughs> and it was just this noisy mess at the end, oh, glitchy, oh, noisy, so crazy mess. <laughs> oh, funny story. So in the '80s show, um, to save my voice. I'll give away some secrets here. I'm used the DT and drop the guitar down like two oh, semitones. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I do a bunch of songs so I don't have to scream the whole way through the set. And, you yeah. know, when you do 150 shows a year, you kind of got to make some tough choices. But sometimes I forget to turn it off and start the next song. <laughs> and it's like, what's going on here? And one, we did one gig where I, I accidentally hit it because the DT is weird. If I hit another pedal, sometimes I hit the thing. And we're starting rocking all over the world in the 70s show. And I don't use the drop tune in the 70s show. And the great Bobby Poulton comes in after the first verse and it sounds off. Like something's wrong. I'm going, we're looking at one another. Where I'm like, and then it, the penny drops and I hit it. And he goes, what was that? And I go, oh, I, had the, I had the whammy pedal on. And it was in between <laughs> a semitone. Oh. So, like, <laughs> so those great albums. <laughs> he's chasing it, going, "What keys are you in?" No chance of ever finding it because it's between <laughs> notes. <laughs> like bending the notes a little that's, bit. <laughs> that's, I think I've mentioned this before. One of the best things to do in a band situation, if you really want to annoy the rest of the the, the band <laughs> and the audience, is take the whammy pedal without knowing where you're going. Just put it somewhere. Right, it's off. <laughs> put it somewhere, and then as you're playing. Just turn it on, <laughs> yeah, and off randomly, and it just skips oh, yeah. to just kind of whatever the note is. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there's Tried like people. oh it's man, the best. I don't often what? have those moments, but my god, it's just everyone just laughs and everyone knows something's going on. Yeah, you just got to. <laughs> Once in Clubland for fun, I did a couple of sets with. I had a Line Six M13, so you could have the same effect twice, or whatever. Yeah. So I had uh, I had detuned. Uh, negative one semitone. No, then I had the next pitch shifter plus one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the epitome of boredom, isn't it? It it was like the fifth set at, at a club where you did five thirty minute sets with a thirty minute break in between because the piano bar was going upstairs. <laughs> had a lot of fun with the guys and girls in the band. We we sort of hung out a lot and drank coffee and stuff. But yeah, that was the epitome of boredom. Mm. Uh, it's sort of. It sort of got me back in tune with added glitches, so it was awesome. It's, that's but perfect. That's awesome. That sort of stuff. Sort of and that, we're going to do it all that, the time now. And that pedal will soon be available oh, on Bypass Effects, yeah. and it'll be the GSP signature pedal for Matt Wakeling. You can that's, just that's my signature. Yeah, you can offset the sense like Thank of each you. octave. <laughs> Wait, I think I, I think Evan Tide did one of those. I'm not sure. Um, really? Wow. <laughs> I want to be I've one been thinking what would be my signature pedal. That's it. You've nailed it. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> oh, that's a callback for an earlier episode. Oh, so good. Uh, All right. 
What's your right. bad riff, Matt? Matt. Good riff, I've sorry, got- bad song. Good with bad song. Um, larger than life by the Backstreet Boys. Um, Wowzers! I think it's a great riff. Um, so by the time the Backstreet Boys were um back, Backstreet's back, which ironically I think was their first single. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know where they were back from. Where, where were they? Um, <laughs> back from Cali, Cali, Cali. There were- there is some stuff about Backstreet Boys because um, their producer and, and one of the co-writers, Max Martin, the Swedish mega producer, because English is not his first language, some of the lyrics don't make sense. So um, perhaps no. Backstreet's back. Really? <laughs> Backstreet's back should have been Backstreet has arrived. Um, Backstreet are starting their career. But anyway, anyway, um, larger than life. Cool riff. I like the riff. Simple kind of you could almost get into Black Knight from that riff. Um, it was written by one of the singers, so extra cred uh, for the singers that killed. But um, yeah, but then the song, it's, it ends up being a Backstreet Boys song. And I do have a begrudging respect for a lot of Backstreet Boys stuff now. In the 90s, I didn't get it. Um, the film some great clip, pop tunes. I watched the film clip the other day. That, no, that's Did interesting. You? That's interesting. <laughs> well, after you said that we're good, that's the bad riff, I can't oh, oh, nice. that's, that's what. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, props. It, it dates it, definitely the film. <laughs> I think I read it was one of the most expensive film clips ever made, too, or like top 20 or something. It looks, um, well, for the day, because it's all green screen, computer animated. They're, they're, okay. they're like weird, in weird sort of robot outfits and stuff like yeah. that. And I could, yeah, I can 90s, imagine that. The 90s was a weird time, hey, but. Um, I mean, at that stage, that they they had to find something to do with their money. Surely they were they were, they were massive, and again, fantastic pop hits. Some of their their other stuff I like. Um, I mean, give it up in the nineties, having a shredding guitar solo in the middle of a boy band song. Uh, I res- a respect it, but B, how quiet is that in the mix? It's so it's, buried, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. isn't it ridiculous? Yeah. It's like why bother. Uh, That's like they went. You know uh, how they did that in Ride Like the Wind. We should do that. Just bury the solo in the back of the mix. Oh yeah, totally. Have have we mentioned? um, Have we mentioned Hold the Line? I know we've talked about Luther a lot. Mm. I think I think the Hold the Line solo is is criminally low in the mix. I don't know if I've ever noticed that. I think I have to go back and listen to that. I was thought it was pretty high in the mix, but yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Anyway. I can't. I can't think of it at all right now. That's yeah. a vocoder anyway. in that riff, is it though? Uh, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Is yeah. It there's guitar? a lot going on. Sounds like there's... vocoder. I can hear. I a think vocoder. there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. But there's anyway, some sort of a bass go. synth kind of doubling it as well, and with some yeah. filter stuff on it, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. But yeah, I never and actually um, thought of that as a riff, but mm. there is definitely guitar there. There's guitar there. The guitar. Um, Mentioned on track, it's um, uh, Gabor. You could probably pronounce this better than than I with your uh, with your European um, heritage. But Esbjorn Ormal and Max Martin both on guitars. So I didn't know Max I think Martin it's guitar. Max Martin. <laughs> Max. <laughs> Hang on, say it again. Max, Max, Max Martin. Martin. Okay, got it. Nailed it. God, that's it. I think I probably secretly love this song. I don't know. I'm feeling very confused right now. <laughs> and that's why you're larger than life. Do, do, do you know the dance moves? That's the question. <laughs> I'll be watching the video later. <laughs> All right. So mine was hard because... 
You have a few. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I got it down this afternoon to one. Um, but I didn't want to be, you know, man yells at cloud and pick on new yeah. songs yeah. because, you know, I had Blow by Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. That's a pretty terrible riff. Uh, really good riff <laughs> in a terrible song. And I had Icky Thump by the White Stripes because okay. <laughs> I think that's a great riff. It's a questionable song. I won't say it's terrible. It fits the brief. It's me, a white stripe song to the end. To me, to okay. me, and and I'm sorry to all the Jack White fans out there, but to me, most stuff that he does, the guitar's great. As soon as he opens his mouth, I kind of go, ah, oh, I'm <laughs> <Okay>. out. Sorry. <laughs> That's just me. I'm sorry. I apologize. There's lots of Jack White fans. Mm. Uh, and I do, like I said, I think there's some killer riffs, but yeah, I can't stand his voice. Him and Barnsey. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you Jeez. just got rid of the other half of the listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Send your hate mail to yeah. Matt Wakeling. <laughs> um, but what I decided to do was take – I wanted to do it with love. So I took one of my favourite bands and picked the one of the greatest song riffs that they've ever done. It's blistering all the way through by the King Edward Van Halen. But the song is just rubbish. And thanks to Sammy Hagar just doing unintelligible screaming and maybe reading, a, maybe reading a dictionary. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but um, uh, Eddie is on fire throughout the whole song. Yeah, totally. And if you're wondering what song I'm talking about, it's from OU812 and it's called Source of Infection. Mm. And it's kind of like Hot for Teacher Part 2. It's. Yeah. I thought it was David Lee Roth. It sounded like David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth can't sing like that, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had a, but sounded it, similar to me. Oh my god! It's how can something so good be so bad? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Eddie is on fire through that whole song. It's just like an, It's a riff lesson the whole way through. The solo is. It's, again, very reminiscent of Hot for Teacher. Um, it's like the sequel to that. But, yeah, killer riffs, terrible lyrics, and, yeah, just my opinion. But I wanted to pick a, so a song by a band that I loved and just go, <laughs> I'm doing this with the best intentions, but <laughs> it's just bad. What did you guys think of that song? I, I think the title of the song it was, it was a <laughs> flag for me immediately. <laughs> I mean, come on, Sammy. <laughs> it was, source of infection. It's interesting when you look for it on YouTube, when you type in source of in <laughs> what other things come up. But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, I, I was not going to Google that title. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to cop a lot, lot of flack here. I'm going to cop a lot of flack here. But I listen. <laughs> I kind of went, that just I, sounds I, like any other Van Halen song. I think we know where this is going, Gabor. Yeah. It just sounds like any other Van Halen song to me. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, I, and I, I could have sworn it was David Lee Roth. I'm sorry, but it's just to me. I he, thought, he's kind of shouting, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's the sort oh, of to start hey. with. Woo. Come on. How about you now? Oh. I, I, reckon, I reckon they said, we need a song. Eddie's gone, yep, i got a cool riff. They go, right, let's, let's just. First take. Come on, guys. Come on, one, yeah, we're one song short. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of um, uh, Sammy Hagar era Van Halen for yeah, sure, for sure. But I think sometimes, yeah, the lyrics are a little bit cliched or nonsensical or just whatever, you know. Couldn't but be, you know, couldn't be further away from dreams. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, right now. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, I remember some good stuff. Yeah. yeah, cool, man. Yeah, the riff's unbelievable. <laughs> Sounds like he's doing that tapping over the top of the neck. Yeah. I think that was the era where he had the, the plexi thing fold out on the back of the guitar too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. had like nice. the stable table guitar. <laughs> to put his hand, arms on to tap. Yeah, so he, what he did was he got hinges with a piece of plexiglass um, under the guitar and then he would fold it out so it could sit on his like in his hip or crutch or whatever, and then oh. he played over the top. Oh, like a piano, like, like a, a like piano. a guitar kind of thing, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Double ah. double handed over the top tapping. Ah, oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting. So he was always he was an inventor. They weren't all winners, but um, uh, you know, it looks good in concert. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I could yeah. imagine. But then by the time he got to for unlawful carnal knowledge and the music man's and the song Pleasure Dome, he didn't have that anymore. He just played over the top with the guitar. Yeah, right. Same way, but yeah, nice, cool. All right, so that's yeah, that's that was everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that was it. everyone. So we've yeah. got had all good riffs and all bad riffs. Uh, nice, but most importantly, people at home, let us know what your favorite riffs are, and let us know what your favorite good riffs in bad songs are. That's that's particularly that one. That, I would really like to know more good riffs, bad songs. Yeah, that's a fun fun discussion. Totally, totally. Head over to uh, Guitar Speak Podcast at Instagram, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, that's the main place I'm uh, publicly doing stuff. That could be cool. Yeah, nice. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Gabor. Great idea. Great idea for a show. Thank you very um, much. I'm, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm just super pumped about riffs mm. now. All these riffy songs. Riffs are good. good. Rob, thanks for making the playlist as well. We'll put that in the show notes. So people can check out these riffs. Yeah, no problem. As well. Awesome. Uh, guys, we can catch you. Rob Rhodes, where's the best place to find you? Roadtripent.com is the best place for all things 70s, 80s, solos, etc. Awesome, man. And Gabor? Uh, you could go to YouTube and type in the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show, all one word, and you will find me and my good friend Alex uh, doing stuff with pedals and guitars and amps and all this sort of stuff. And we do a podcast as well. Where, so if you want to hear me talk more, because <laughs> we all want to hear me yeah, talk man. more, uh, go and check that out as well. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. Thanks, fellas. Thanks also to Fretboard Biology, sponsors of the show. Check out the links to that online guitar course in our show notes. And uh, we'll get out of here. We've got two minutes before the Google Meet ends, which, as you know, means it's time for us to listen to Michael Schenker, who gave us the best advice at all, which was... Keep rocking. Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Indubitably. Catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.